Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. Good Tuesday morning on this August 8th. I'm Vanessa Dunha-Garmo, host of Epiphany and Ave Maria Radio, filling in for my dear sister in Christ, Teresa Tamio. It is the EWTN National Hour here on Catholic Connection. Always a pleasure to be with all of you here. We have two guests joining us here this hour, and it's going to be a packed hour because there's a lot to talk with them about. Uh, Teresa Mull is the author of Woke Proof Your Life, a handbook on escaping modern Political madness and shielding yourself and your family by living a more sufficient, fulfilling life. I'm really, uh, really looking forward to this conversation because a woke-proof life, this is a conversation that comes up with so many of my friends. I was just having this conversation with my neighbor. Uh, She was riding her bike, and we stopped in the street, and we started talking about how woke the world is and these conversations that we're having with our friends and family trying to get people to wake up to see what's going on around them by asking them questions and getting them to dig deep for truth, right? And Teresa and I talk about this all the time in, in the news on Catholic Connection about really seeking truth, doing your research. And just don't taking what the culture tells you at face value, asking questions, because there's so many, so much confusion, so much chaos and and, and, uh, so many things that just don't make sense. So this this conversation, Woke Proof Your Life with Teresa Mull, uh, it's really going to be fruitful because we have to arm ourselves with tools and information to go out there and speak truth with other people to help people wake up. Americans are burned out. They're lonely. They're nostalgic for a time before powerful progressive turned every aspect of our lives into a radical social cause. Isn't that not true, right? This book provides practical, woke-proof ways the silenced majority who feel overmatched can stand up for themselves and restore America's values and culture. And I truly believe it. research shows, you know, these polls that have been taken, majority of Americans, you, you saw what happened with Bud, Budweiser and the protests. You saw what happened with Target, uh, you know, you you see people taking a stance and speaking up with their pocketbook. This is majority of Americans, but somehow the 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 loud minority, the radical minority, has taken over. They're the ones in power and control, and the majority are silenced, and we're being canceled out. So what do we do about it? If you're exhausted from the twenty four seven doomsday news cycle. Blurry-eyed consumerism, endless to-do lists, and omnipresent identity politics, this book is for you. We're up to the eyeballs and labels, pronouns, right? Microaggressions, triggers, TikToks, guilt trips. We have less free time, more debt, more anxiety than ever before. In fact, my neighbor, who's a psychologist, was telling me she is so busy. I've talked to two psychologists recently who tell me they can't keep up with their patient load because of anxiety, anxiety. For all of our technology and material wealth, we're left with higher depression and greater alienation that our parents or grandparents' generations never experienced. Are you tired of being coward, uh, uh, coerced and canceled by tech giants, media conglomerates, and billion-dollar multinational megacorps forcing you to support 
movement du jour. That's exactly what's happening. Big tech, big media conglomerates. You got to follow the money. Teresa and I talk about this all the time. You want to know what's going on, why things are happening, why people vote the way they do, why elected leaders do what they do. You follow the money. And when we talk about follow the money, it's those people with money who are controlling the narrative. They're controlling the media messaging, right? We don't have balanced journalism like we used to, what we, Teresa and I grew up with. We don't have that today. That's not journalism. We have activism and agenda-driven narratives in the media today. So I'm really looking forward to talking uh, with uh, this author, Teresa Mull, today about her book, Woke Proof Your Life. We all need to wake up to see what's going on and take a stance against this canceled culture. We all need a break in a single century American. America has moved from a rural agriculture family-centered society to one that is urban, corporate, and hyper-individualistic, and it's made us miserable. Wow, isn't that true? American society has lost something, but what and how do we get it back? In a relatable style, you will find out the actual definition of woke. Break your, brace yourself. I'm going to ask her, what is the definition of woke? How to avoid toxic empathy. <laughs> That's so true. Seven ways to be truly normal. Six major woke weapons and how to disarm them. Tips on growing in faith, educating children, and cultivating community. Three tenets to focus on when you feel trapped in the maze of the woke culture. We are living in a woke culture. So this is a wonderful tool. I think this would prompt a great conversation, like a book club group. I, If you don't know me by now, I love to read. I love books, and I love discussions with people around these topics. I love having these critical conversations in a Christ-centered way. It's my focus, Christ-centered conversations. That's why I have Christ-centered communication messages on Ave Maria Radio, how to be be Christ-centered, especially when we have these critical conversations. So I'm really excited to talk with Teresa Mull. Kelly Walquist will be joining us, the founder of Women in the New Evangelization. She has... Um, produced a beautiful book club and study for Rosie book. I love this stuff. I told you I love book clubs, guys. I love these study guides because they prompt wonderful conversations and they're so enlightening and we can learn so much from each other. Now, I'll be talking to Kelly twice today because she's coming on my show, Epiphany, this afternoon. So we'll have to change up the conversation just a little bit. Uh, they're offering a beautiful package with a book, journal, and prayer card for the online study, which starts September 5th and runs through October 10th. And this will be a wonderful interview uh, and a great conversation. Uh, the series um, will be super fun. And, the you know, they shot several videos in Italy. And they'll be joining ladies during a live study group. So we'll be talking with Kelly about that today. We are approaching eight minutes past the hour here on Catholic Connection. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for my dear sister in Christ, Teresa Tamio. And now it's time for the news. So looking at a brief overview of the weather around the country, I'll just tell you a tidbit. Dallas is going to tip out at 103 degrees today in Dallas, 108 in El Paso, 110 in Phoenix, 105 in uh, San Antonio, San Antonio. Uh, Los Angeles, it's only going to be 88 degrees, 108 in Las Vegas. 
And if you look down south, 99 in New Orleans, 93 in Tampa, 92 in Miami. And if you head more east coast, we're up in Atlanta. Uh, um, it's 90 degrees. Charlotte is 92. Norfolk is 93. And then Buffalo, some rain showers today in New- Buffalo, New York at 80 degrees. 81 in New York City. Boston rain showers. Only 75 degrees in Boston. Detroit's only going to see about 71 right now. Uh, in Detroit and where I'm at, Sault Ste. Marie in northern Michigan is 77, Minneapolis 82. And then if you look at um, Billings, 76, and Seattle, 78 degrees. So it's kind of uh, all over the map, so to speak, here and the uh, all over the country. Ohio voters head to the polls today in a special election that could affect the future of abortion in the state. The issue on the ballot would make it more difficult to amend the state constitution and to get citizen initiatives before voters. The measure would raise the threshold for approval on amendments to 60 percent instead of the current simple majority required. Opponents say the goal is to an effort by the state's Republican lawmakers to make an upcoming November vote on enshrining abortion in the constitution an uphill battle. Supporters say the goal is to keep out-of-state special interests from influencing Ohio law. Former President Trump's legal team is pushing back against a request for a protective order in his election interference case. The Department of Justice filed for the order asking the judge to place some limits on Trump's speech about the case after the former president posted, If you go after me, I'm coming after you. In their response Monday, Trump's lawyers claim it violates the First Amendment. The judge in the case is expected to decide soon, having said a hearing on the matter will be held no later than Friday. A Russian informant is being detained in Ukraine in an alleged plot to assassinate President Zelensky. NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel has the latest on that claim. A woman who was living in Ukraine was tracking his details, trying to figure out where he would be during a visit to a frontline area so that she could pass this information to Russia so that Russia could carry out an airstrike. The woman has not been identified publicly, but Ukraine's security service says she was told by her Russian handlers to identify Ukrainian military strategic assets in the south of that country. Additional interest rate hikes will likely be needed, Mark Mayfield, with details. That's the message from a Federal Reserve governor. The Federal Reserve raised rates last month for the 11th time since March 2022 in a move to combat inflation. Its next hike decision will come in September. I'm Mark Mayfield. Crews are working to restore power across some areas of the eastern United States after severe storms battered the region Monday. At least two people were killed and more than a million people lost power at the height of the outages. Tornado watches and warnings stretch across 10 states from Tennessee to New York with high winds sending power lines into homes and roads. More than 2,600 flights were canceled Monday and some 7,900 delayed. A Minnesota woman convicted of defrauding 30 credit unions in eight Midwest states has been sentenced to seven years in prison. Sue Danielson reports. Investigators say 40-year-old Megan Fortin used other people's personal information to get money from credit unions and businesses. She used phony passports, military IDs, and driver's licenses to apply for loans, accounts, and credit cards. Investigators say she got nearly half million dollars, which she has been ordered to pay back. Republicans are furious over what they feel is the partisan targeting of Donald Trump. Texas Congressman Chip Roy says he will refuse to vote for anything that funds the Justice Department. 
I will not vote for a continuing resolution <laughs> or any funding for DHS or DOJ if we don't get changes to both. He wants more attention on President Biden and his son. An investigation by House Republicans found that Hunter Biden used his father's name when pushing for business deals. Tyson Foods is shutting down four more U.S. chicken plants. The Arkansas-based company says it's hurt by falling chicken and pork prices, as well as the reduced demand for beef products. The company is also struggling with declining profits. Experts say some consumers are looking for lower-cost protein alternatives because of inflation. A woman is encouraged critical condition after an apparent shark attack in Queens. Jacqueline Carl reports. It happened around 6 p.m. Monday night at Rockaway Beach near 59th Street. One beachgoer said he had second thoughts about going for a swim. My girlfriend and I were about to jump in the water and then a, a cop came flying by and just said that there was a there had been a shark attack on the beach. Police sent out drones to look for the shark that attacked the woman who was pulled from the water after being bitten. City park officials said the beach won't open until after 11 a.m. Tuesday while they investigate. The woman was taken to an area hospital. Consumer credit was up in June, bolstered by large car loans, even while Americans cut back on credit card spending. According to the latest data from the Federal Reserve, total credit rose by nearly $18 billion, putting the amount of consumer credit at just under $5 trillion. The cost of back-to-school supplies is more for Americans with inflation. This Florida parent says she has to be more careful of her spending. We're going to recycle what we already have at home and whatever we're missing, that's what we're going to get this year to make sure it fits into the budget because everything is double the price. The National Retail Federation says families are expected to spend $25 more than last year. Overall, Americans will spend a record $42 billion compared to last year's $37 billion. Experts say inflation will cause families all across all income levels to prioritize school necessities. It is 13 minutes past the hour here on Catholic Connection. I'm Vanessa Denhagarmo filling in for Teresa Tamia. When we come back, author of the book, Woke Proof Your Life, a handbook on escaping modern political madness and shielding yourself and your family by living a more self-sufficient, fulfilling life by Teresa Mull. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Father Wade Menezes from the Fathers of Mercy, inviting you to Birmingham for the free EWTN family celebration. It's Saturday, August 26th. Enjoy talks from your favorite EWTN radio and TV hosts, including me. You can shop at EWTN's religious catalog, attend Holy Mass, and be part of a televised show. There's even a Eucharistic procession through the streets of Birmingham. Go to EWTN.com slash family celebration to find out more and to register. I look forward to seeing you there. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. The first annual Dominican Rosary Pilgrimage sponsored by the Dominican Friars Foundation will take place on Saturday, September 30th at the Basilica of the Immaculate Conception in Washington, D.C. This all-day event will feature conferences by Father Gregory Pine, resuscitation of the rosary, a fervorino by Father Lawrence Liu, and mass with Father James Brent as homilist. Join us for this day of prayer to Our Lady. For more information, visit rosarypilgrimage.org. That's rosarypilgrimage.org. 
www.ohio.org. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. I love this. Woke Proof Your Life, a handbook on escaping modern political madness and shielding yourself and your family by living a more self-sufficient and fulfilling life. To talk with us about this book, published by Sophia Press, is Teresa Mull. Teresa, thank you for joining us here on Catholic Connection. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Now, this seems like a silly question to ask because I kind of know the answer, but what really prompted you to write this book? (laughs) I'm glad you did, by the way. Yeah, well, there were several things. Um, I bought my favorite shampoo, and I was getting ready to use it, and I looked down, and there was a rainbow flag on it. And kind of at that moment, I was like, seriously, like everything in our lives has been turned into some sort of radical left-wing sociopolitical um, cause, you know, and I just, I was sick of it, and I get the sense that so many of my fellow Americans are sick of it also, um, and it just seems like the last couple years, especially since COVID, that our society seems angry, we seem like we're fighting with one another, and I just wanted to get back to that more Christian attitude that we had when I was growing up, and even like just three years ago, you know, before we were really taking sides in so many of these culture issues. Um, so those are those are two of the main reasons. Um, I just want people to be more at peace, to enjoy life more, to to be more fulfilled, and and to have a better attitude toward one another, and to stop having rainbow flags on everything I buy. <laughs> you know, there definitely does seem like a uh, a fierce agenda in full force since COVID. It's like since COVID, since the last election and uh, defeating Trump, there's been like this agenda at play. And you'd think that 50% or more of Americans uh, were suffering with gender dysphoria, the way that it's being presented in the media, in academia, in corporate America, all across the world. And we saw what happened with Budweiser. We saw what happened with Target. And you talk about the silent majority. Well, the silent majority can't afford to stay silent anymore, Teresa. Exactly, yeah. Um, We're the silent majority no more, I think. We saw what, you know, as you said, with what happened with Bud Light and all those things. People are standing up and they are being more vocal. But we're also the silenced majority a lot of the times because, um, you know, if you just paid attention to the media, like you said, you would think that 50% of Americans were gay or transsexual or um, you know, living some sort of alternative kind of depraved lifestyle, but that is not the case. That's what the the woke movement wants us to believe. They want to trick us into thinking you're the only one, you're a weirdo, you're not inclusive, you're not equitable, all these things. You know, they try to bully us and silence us, and they can be very effective at that. Um, you know, nobody wants to be called racist. Nobody wants to 
to be called a bigot or any of these things, uh, but they're able to get away with that largely, I think, because they control so much of the mainstream media and also social media. And they can literally silence you on social media. You know, they can cancel you. They can censor you. They can shut down your platform. They can just say, no, we don't like what you're saying. We don't like your traditional, traditional Christian views. Um, you're canceled. You're done. So yeah. <laughs> we, need to, we need to realize that they're doing that and not be fooled by their tactics. Well, you know, when any time and I, you know, I uh, researched this when I was writing my uh, thesis paper in, in my master's degree in communications of bullies in the workplace. And one of the tactics bur- bullies used is name calling because they've got nothing else. You know, they attack you verbally with name calling because they don't have truth or facts on their side. So in, a, in order to control you, they bully you. And that's exactly what's happening in the cancer culture. They bully you to submission. They bully you to keep you quiet. And we have to stand up and speak up and, and kind of create some thick skin. And one of the things that I've learned in my research, Teresa, and bullying in the workplace is that, you know, you can't stop a bully from being a bully, but you can stop a bully from bullying you. And you, you immediately stand up to them. The second they start to bully you, you don't, uh, you don't stay silent. You stand up and speak truth and you arm yourself with facts. So talk with us about what, what exactly is in the book. What are you arming people with this book? Right. I make the analogy of woke proofing your life uh, to like waterproof. You know, if you're, if you're going to go out into a storm, you want to put on a nice Gore-Tex jacket and uh, a nice umbrella and some, some welly boots so that You know, this isn't about sticking our head in the ground and ignoring the culture war and ignoring wokeness. This is about arming yourself so that whenever you go out there, the wokeness doesn't really make a dent. You know, it's not hurting your soul. It's not affecting you. It's not stealing your peace and your purpose. So I advise people to arm themselves, so to speak, with um, knowledge and truth and wisdom. You know, educate yourself in the classic works, in Scripture, in all of these amazing teachers and wise people that we have of you know there's nothing new about the woke movement this evil these evil forces have been around and there's nothing really novel about what they're doing they're just kind of using updated terminology so i really encourage people to educate themselves to re-educate themselves if they need to and to educate their children um i also give tips for becoming a conscientious consumer you know ways that you can boycott and be more of a thoughtful be more thoughtful and intentional whenever you go to purchase things. Um, if you can't find a non-woke company, you know, maybe learn to make some things yourself to become more self-sufficient and, uh, you know, empower yourself. It's also a great way to build skills and get away from all the wokeness. You know, so much of the wokeness comes to to into our, our, our lives through our cell phones, through our TV screens. But if you're out in the garden, if you're volunteering at the Knights of Columbus picnic, things like that, um, wokeness isn't affecting you. So it's about uh, knowing whenever it's worth fighting the woke culture and whenever you should kind of step aside and build an alternative lifestyle um, that is going to enhance your life and that of your community. So let's let's t- take some of the things that you address in this book. First of all, what is the actual definition of woke? Well, uh, that is something the the movement itself would like you to think is like confusing. They're always saying like you can't even define it. You don't even know what you're talking about. And I, I argue that it's intentionally vague, but it's really not confusing at all. It's uh, it's basically a socio political. 
um, ideology that is characterized by the manipulation of noble goals, things like equity and inclusion. Those are all positive things, but they manipulate them for to control and destroy our society. And, um, you know, it's basically, I would say, political correctness on steroids. It's uh, radical left-wing ideology um, with just new terminology. It's it's a form of evil. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it is. And let's talk about how to avoid toxic empathy and exactly what that is. Toxic, toxic empathy is um, a term that the author Jonathan Acuff um, coined. And what that is, is whenever you see somebody you know, doing something that's bad for them, you know, whether they are spending their money poorly, they're in a toxic relationship, they're doing something that's just bad for them, and you don't speak up because you're afraid that they won't like you. Um, You might even encourage them in what they're doing because you want them to think well of you. Um, And this is something, you know, peer pressure in high school, things like that, that we've all experienced. Um, But it really struck me when I was researching this book about – the way that traditional-minded Christians can fall into this, because nobody wants to be called a bigot, nobody wants to be called a racist, any of these things. We know they're not true, um, but we might go along with it. We might not say anything. We might encourage, um, you know, our neighbor's gay son or whatever it is to, to get married or to celebrate that union or something that we know is not in keeping with our beliefs, but we don't want to be the weird guy who is ostracized or judged. Um, but we really need to be to be aware of that, obviously, because what matters is that we are living the truth and speaking up for it and leading moral lives and being role models. And we don't have to speak up in a nasty way. We don't have to, to be obnoxious about it. But <laughs> just just remember that... Um, that your soul is more important than what your neighbor thinks of you. We have to take a break with Teresa Mall, Woke Proof Your Life. We'll come back and continue this conversation with her about her new book with Sophia Press. We'll be right back. Do you have a lonely brain? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Loneliness, only enhanced during the pandemic, can actually help alter certain brain patterns, which can lead to various mental health issues like anxiety and depression. Your physical health can be challenged. Even with social media, loneliness is described as an epidemic. Loneliness can be complex, and there's a stigma associated with it. But mindfulness training, what you and I may call quiet and holy time, has been shown to combat loneliness. Pray more, breathe deeply, increase your list of friends, even force being more social. Don't be afraid to gather or appropriately touch others. A hug or a fist bump can signal that you are present with somebody. Let's not forget our priests and religious sisters and brothers. When was the last time you hugged your priest? If you sense somebody you know is lonely, ask them how you can help. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on the lonely brain at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. The following is a medical moment. Hi, I'm Bobby Schindler, brother of Terry Schiavo. An advanced care planning document, or ACP, is one kind of advanced directive, providing a written statement of a person's desired medical treatments in the future. A recent study titled, What's Wrong with Advanced Care Planning?, concluded that there is a gap between hypothetical scenarios and real-world decision-making. 
Another study found that 80% of emergency room physicians misinterpreted an ACP as a do not resuscitate order. Another issue is that any disagreement between medical professionals and the patient's healthcare agent regarding specific ACP language may undermine the patient's ultimate wishes. Your best bet is never to sign an advanced care planning document, such as a pulse form when admitted to a hospital. And make sure your healthcare durable power of attorney has a provision which invalidates any previously signed ACP. This Medical Moment, brought to you by MyLifeAngels.com. Talking with author Teresa Mall, her book published by Sophia Institute Press, Woke Proof Your Life, a handbook on escaping modern political madness and shielding yourself and your family by living a more self-sufficient, fulfilling life. And you also talk in the book, Teresa, about seven ways to be normal. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, for normal for me in the book is uh, an acronym meaning non-woke, ordinary, rational, moral American leaders. So, you know, you think about all the madness we see going on in the news today, you know, defining what a woman is, um, can men breastfeed, you know, (laughs) just like basically insanity. And I'm like, remember when things used to be normal, like just a few years ago, can we say that word, you know, Um, whenever people say they're like, well, I don't know about woke or, or anti-woke, but I'm sane, you know, I, I know what reality is. So <laughs> just encouraging people to get back to that, um, that sense of normalcy. You can look out into the world and read these headlines and think like, wow, what world am I living in? Am I the only one who realizes that like men can't have babies, you know? Um, so I encourage people to remind themselves of what life was like before wokeness took over as much as they can and to surround themselves with a community of like-minded people as much as they can. Um, I want this book to be a resource for people from all walks of life who are sane, who are normal, who do want to get back to that um, more uh, just just calmer, more functional way of living. Um, So I have lots of tips um, depending on what your situation might be. Um, I encourage people to move if they can, if they feel like they're living somewhere that's super woke and that it's robbing them of their peace and that, you know, it's, it's making their soul just feel empty and, and corrupted by just the wokeness that's really taken over, you know, if you live in a, in, a, in a big city somewhere that's just full of the woke messaging, um, that starts to affect you. That's a poison. And even if you are building up your life with with um, other things that aren't woke, um, it, it tends to affect you. So I have a guideline for, you know, if you're looking to move somewhere to surround yourself with a community that's more supportive of your beliefs, and that will help you um, become more virtuous. I also have um, guides for a way to make your home a more wholesome refuge from the woke world, you know, filling your home with books and art and uh, music and just making it a place so that whenever you walk in, you're like, wow, the, the chaotic world is shut out now. And I am filling my soul with things that are making me a better, holier person. Um, I also encourage people to, to join clubs, to to get a hobby, you know, um, there's a famous book written, I believe it was like the year 2000. So 
pretty long ago now called Bowling Alone, and it was about how we are losing what the author called um, social capital, and that's that connectivity to one another. And the woke movement really relies on that. It relies on people being alienated and divided because whenever you're hanging out with someone, whenever you're golfing with them, whenever you're down at the chicken barbecue, whatever it is, um, you're, you're chatting with that person. You're generally not being hostile. You're not pointing out their skin color or their sexual identity or, or anything like that. You're just having a nice time. And if, that, if we do enough of that, wokeness will disappear because it's very much an online digital movement that pits people against one another whenever they're not actually talking face-to-face. So I really encourage people to choose one hobby, choose one skill, get out there. Um, you know, so we talked about COVID being a, a time whenever wokeness really gained ground, and I think that was because we were all shut up inside. We were spending so much time on our phones and on, on digital platforms, and uh, that divided us. So really getting out there and having face-to-face interactions with people and just rediscovering um, what we have in common. We have a lot more in common still than what the woke movement would have us believe, you know. Um, also nature. I love nature. Um, nature is free. and <laughs> Nature has so many advantages for our mental, spiritual, and physical health. And um, wokeness does not exist in nature, you know. And nature is normal, as normal as it gets. Um, so I encourage people also to spend as much time every day in nature. And um, I think I'm convinced that if everybody in America had a garden, that wokeness and most of our other problems would just disappear because gardens are so good for us in every way, um, including physically with the nutrition we get. And, um, you know, especially if you have kids, you have an older adult in your life that you can really, it's therapeutic to spend time in the garden. So those are some of my tips. (laughs) I love it. I love it. This is, uh, these are wonderful ways, um, our our major woke weapons and how to disarm them and and how to grow in faith and educating and i think really important is that we also arm ourselves with truth you know what i mean and facts and information and ask questions because instead of just stating um comments or points ask them where they came to believe that to be true i mean it's another way to disarm people is try to figure out where they're coming from and why they believe what they believe we're talking with a teresa mull she's the author of the book woke proof your life a handbook on escaping modern political madness and shielding yourself and your family by living a more self-sufficient fulfilling life it is um through it's published by Sophia Press and you know what are you hoping uh Teresa will be the biggest takeaway uh that readers will take from this book today I hope people realize something that I realized and was really heartened by when I was writing this book is how many people think like we do and how you are far from alone quite the contrary there's so many people who are seeking this kind of normal wholesome good traditional lifestyle and once you start looking for them uh they're really easy to find you know um I feel like the Holy Spirit guided me toward there's tons of interviews, first-person accounts of people who have kind of been there, done that, who are already living this sort of woke-proof lifestyle, and they're willing to help you. They're in, they want to help you. They want to build this community, and they're enthusiastic about it. And, you know, you might feel alone, which um, which is 
is easy to do in this mad world, but that's because the woke movement, even though there's fewer of them, they're very well funded. Um, the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world are, are obviously very wealthy and they're very loud and they're very powerful, but they, there are fewer of them, you know, as, as we yeah. saw from Bud Light and Target and all those things. So, um, you know, reach out to one or two uh, people you know who are like-minded and they'll know one or two people. And from there, you, it really snowballs. Your community grows. It blossoms. You just you build up this awesome army of smart, virtuous, great people, and um, the the woke movement will will just diminish and, and fade away because yeah. goodness is, is stronger. Yeah. And, you know, and I think this is a great book to uh, have discussions around. Like I said earlier, Teresa, use this as a guide. So maybe buy this book for some of your friends, invite them over for lunch and discuss it because we, we there is power in numbers. And when we surround ourselves with more like minded people, we can go make a difference out in the world. So we have about less than a minute left with you, about 30 seconds. Teresa. What else do you want to share with our listeners here on, on Catholic Connection? Yeah, don't be afraid to, to speak out, and I encourage people to have, you know, maybe a woke-proof book club. You can start with woke-proof your life, but then, you know, uh, gather your friends together and read the classic works of literature. Um, have have family dinner every Sunday. Um, get back to those traditions that made us, that, that have sustained us for all time and that bring us joy. Just do less of the, the, the things that... Uh, that make you upset and agitated. And remember that God is in charge. He's taking care of us. He always has, and he always will. So be not afraid. Amen. Teresa Mall, author of Woke Proof Your Life. Stay with us, everyone. Kelly Walquist will be joining us. Father Benedict Groeschel. I usually am operating on the gifts of the Holy Spirit when I don't feel well, even when I'm annoyed when I'm down and out. During my recovery from the automobile accident, immense numbers of people wrote to me and sent me emails, 50,000. And they told me how helpful they thought my talks on EWTN were to them. I'm delighted, but I want you to know I'm nobody's fool. The talks that were helpful, the sentences that were helpful, the phrases that were helpful came from the Holy Spirit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. And the styrofoam packaging came from me. I did that. And styrofoam doesn't amount to very much. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. The idea that the United States of America should now be a nation in high-handed rebellion against God makes me choke. I mean, there are some people who seem to think that the problem in America is simply between conservatives and liberals, between Democrats and Republicans. But these group distinctions are not the most important distinction. The real division is between those who are being drawn to Christ and those who are fleeing him. All humans are created in the image of God, and we are made for a loving relationship with our Creator. Any human being will never find their full fulfillment apart from God. And those of us who are united to Christ by faith and baptism in his mission of redemption owe everyone we meet the love and consideration that helps draw them closer to their eternal lover. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio.
listening to Catholic Connection. I'm Vanessa Denhog Armo, filling in for my dear sister in Christ, Teresa Tamio. And joining us now is Kelly Walquist, the founder of Women in the New Evangelization Wine. And she's actually produced a very beautiful book club and study for Rosie Book that Teresa wrote. And she's here to talk with us about that. Kelly, how are you? I am so good. Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning. You know, I'm a big proponent of book clubs. I love to read and I love to have discussions about books. And so you and Teresa are doing this very cool book club and study guide around the Rosie book. Tell us all about it. We are. Well, with Wine, Women in the New Evangelization, we have had a, a virtual vineyard um, for 10 years. So we've done book clubs for 10 years where we do them online, where you can get all the everything you need. All the resources can be online. We even do a webinar online. But you also can do it with a group. You know, I, I just heard your, your guest right before me talking about mm-hmm. how important it is for us to come together and just to surround ourselves in what is good and true and beautiful, right? And so um, what a great way to do that than to have a good Christian Catholic book club. And we found out really early in wine. We had, had one event um, in, what was it? We had a, an event in February, a big women's conference. And we wanted to keep people in our world. We didn't want to just have them, let them have this great mountaintop experience. And they'd be like, have fun, you know, sliding down the mountain. And so we decided to do a book club over the summer. And we had 3,000 people join us. And we were just so shocked. And also we're like, uh, it was kind of between our two wine events. So we called it Read Between the Wines was the name of our book club. And the women loved it, loved it. So what we've done uh, in the past 10 years is whenever we find a good book, just a great, solid book that gives you teaching and gives you prayer and gives you inspiration, um, we create a journal that goes with it. And uh, we've been doing this for years. And we are so excited that this fall, our book club is Everything's Coming Up Rosy. So Teresa Tamio's book. And it is just, it's been a delight putting it together. We have, we have so much going on in it. If you go to catholicvineyard.com, which is our website, scroll down, um, you can see right up there is everything you could need for this book club. So we're going to do it online, but we also encourage you to do it with your sisters in Christ. Uh, So on Tuesdays from September 5th to October 10th, we're going to have a little one-hour webinar, uh, which is really fun. And this one is going to be extremely fun. I mean, go, go figure with Teresa. Uh, and Alyssa Bormas will be there, and uh, Deanna Bartolini, another wonderful Italian woman of wine. So we're going to just meet, and we're going to do talk about the book, like we're having the book club uh, on the webinar. And then we also have a couple little videos that we did. So I'm excited to show the ladies that. We've got some some extra stuff, so to say. Mm-hmm. Why why is this so important to have these kinds of book clubs and this fellowship with other women, Kelly? What how does it help us on our faith journey? I think it is I think it's really important. I think one of the essence one of the the root of wine is uh women introducing women into relationships. So we we invite you into relationship with other women so we can have these good solid Christian relationships that allow us to go deeper in our relationship with the Lord. So we have someone supporting and nurturing and encouraging us. You know, so many times I hear people say, oh, I need a spiritual director. I need a spiritual director. And many times we can get that kind of direction from good, faithful people around us who who listen to us and who hear our hearts and who, you know, probably know our hearts. And 
and can give us, you know, some some good advice. And with these small groups, what I really like is um, that women build those bonds and that trust. And when we first did this, after we did our very first summer book club, we came back and asked the women, "Why? What, what keeps you from doing something like this?" And the first the first answer was, of course, time, right? <laughs> when I, I'm so busy, I don't have time to do this. And then I found out, you know, our thoughts, maybe, you know, if you can spend every Wednesday night for 40 years bowling, you, you could do this. I, meaning if you find something you love that is your hobby or inspires you, you, you will make time for it. Sure. And I know with our wine groups, I mean, I love being with my core team. I mean, it's a, and I love doing these book clubs with them. And I, I look forward to that night where we're, we're all gathering and, and talking about this. And then the second thing they said is what keeps them from doing something would be, um, and we were kind of talking about a Bible study at the time. And the answer was, well, what if I say something stupid? Meaning, like, oh, I don't know if I know enough to say anything. I'm, I'm intimidated. And I yeah. think that that can when you have a book club that is you know joyful and funny it's not as intimidating even though everything we do has scripture and prayer in it i mean i would say our book clubs are always a bible study because you are going into the scriptures but you're doing it in such a way where you're not intimidated by it and the funny you know or the great thing is is that after you know two weeks you've got this bond with these women and then you're like, Oh, I don't care if I say something funny, then we can all just laugh, you know? So it's not that intimidation goes away and the friendship blooms. And so that's why I think it's, it's really important. And especially when you're doing something where you're, where you're learning your faith, you know, because Catholicism isn't a one-on-one sport. It's not just no. being Jesus. I mean, that, and that relationship with the Lord, that personal relationship is important, obviously. But as Catholics, we grow and live and worship um, and learn and study in community. And mm-hmm. so it just offers women that opportunity to be in community with one another. Mm-hmm. So, Kelly, yeah. how can we register for people listening here on Catholic Connection for the Rosie Book Club? How do they register for that? You can go to CatholicVineyard.com. And when you, you honestly scroll down just like a, a little tiny millimeter and you'll see a beautiful everything coming up rosy um, icon that you can click on. And it, it's really nice because it'll tell you what's happening. Like I said, it's Tuesday nights. It doesn't mean you need to meet with your book club Tuesday night. And it doesn't mean you have to be there at, you know, if you have something going on Tuesday night, you're, oh, I missed it. You, if you sign up for the webinar that goes along with this book club, and the next morning you're going to get the video. Of, of us doing the webinar. And one of the fun things, speaking of the video, is the videos in the videos. So this past summer, we went to Italy and we shot some of these videos because the book is Everything's Coming Up Rosy, 10 Things My Spicy Italian-American Mom Taught Me About Living a Godly Life. So we thought, well, it might be nice to go and be where, you know, where Rosie got her spicy Italianness from and do some of these videos. Just in it, they're little three-minute videos at... Teresa did them and Alyssa Bormans did them, and they're they're just quick and they so they're to either a teaching moment that has to do with the faith or a teaching moment that has to do with Italy. And then as we were there, I'm as I'm videotaping these two wonderful women. One day they're cooking, and I'm like, they're both incredible cooks. So we decided, well, let's just do a couple little videos of recipes. 
because as you know, I mean, coming together around food <laughs> is something that really bonds people. You know, you get together for a meal. So one of the perks we're going to give people who do this with us is at the end of each video, each webinar, we're going to show a little three-minute video with a recipe, and we're going to get the recipe card out. And it's our hope that at the end of the six weeks that the ladies plan a seventh week, and it's where they gather, and I say that's where they can come and chat and chew. You can come and <laughs> uh, you can talk about you can talk about what what you learned in this the past six weeks, what really stood out for you. You can assign each person to make one of the recipes, or you can make something that is a comfort food that your mother made, or maybe it's a comfort food that you make. And just have a time just to kind of kind of bask in everything you just learned over the past six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I really, I have to tell you, the journal and study guide to me is, I just, I love it. And, you know, people are like, oh, I don't journal. Well, it's a journal and study guide, and it's really going to bring you into the study. And the way it's laid out with everything's coming up rosy is so cute because it follows this. It helps you grow your own garden of goodness, which Teresa speaks about in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we follow each week. We take two chapters, <clears throat> and we follow, excuse me, we follow along like the plant cycle. So the very first thing you do, say chapter one, is you prepare the soil. And that preparing the soil, we it starts with a, a prayer to the Holy Spirit. Each each session has a new prayer to the Holy Spirit. And then it tells you what chapters you're to read. And then it's planting the seed. And that's where we bring you into Scripture, where you mm. we really go into Lectio Divina, and we plant that seed. And then the next part is the growth and budding. And this is, Teresa's provided three questions in her book. We added another one. So there's four questions that you can, you can answer in, in your book right there. And, you know, when you're with your small group or even when you're with us on the webinar, you've got all your answers right in front of you. And then we have blooming. So that's imitating the little flower and more because she speaks throughout her book. Teresa speaks about different saints. So, well, this is great. We can, we can see what they're doing, but we should also be doing what they're doing. You know, so we, we get practical things like what is one thing you could do to be like St. Therese this week or, you know, whichever St. Teresa did. And then we've got um, our last is it's bearing fruit and releasing seed and because everything at Wine is aimed to help us grow in holiness and become yeah. activated disciples, right? Yeah. And so Kelly, I gotta say, t- Sally, I don't mean to cut you off. We have to take a break, and we'll come back and finish up with you. We just have to take a break here in Catholic Connection. We're talking with Kelly Walcrest, founder of Women in the New Evangelization. We're talking about the new book club about Teresa's book, Rosie. Everything's coming up, Rosie. We'll take a break and come right back to finish up the conversation with Kelly Walcrest. We'll be right back. The most original and exclusive Catholic content is on EWTN Radio. I don't like looking back. I prefer to look forward and keep moving forward. There's plenty to cover. I do a lot of research and try to dig out the bits and pieces of a life or an agenda that people don't want to talk about. The World Over with Raymond Arroyo. Thursday night, 8 Eastern on EWTN Radio and Television. People ask how they can care for older family members who can't fully care for themselves. One answer is Visiting Angels, America's choice in senior home care. Visiting Angels assists adults nationwide with 600 locations to continue living at home and not have to move into a nursing home. Their caregivers provide assistance in hygiene, meals, and light housework. Services are provided up to 24 hours per day, and you can select your caregiver before service begins. More information, including franchise opportunities, is on the web at visitingangels.com. 
You and your spouse are invited to cruise with Royal Caribbean this January, along with Father Michael Schmidt, Archbishop Nauman, Al, Teresa, Dr. Ray, and many others. Get away with your spouse on a fun, relaxing, and rejuvenating cruise with inspiring speakers, daily mass, and endless memorable experiences. Father Michael Schmidt's comments, you'll encounter an amazing community of couples and speakers, and most importantly, you'll encounter Christ. More details at AveMariaRadio.net. Just click the travel link. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. We are back talking with Kelly Walquist, the founder of Women in the New Evangelization. And she is hosting a book club with Teresa Tamio around the book, Everything's Coming Up Rosie. And you were talking about the journal. And Kelly, I know research I've done because uh, I have a lot of my clients journal because it really gives them clarity. When I'm coaching clients and they've got a lot of confusion going on, I have them write things down. And journaling is so important to give them clarity so they know what next steps to make. I have so many people tell me, oh, I don't journal. I don't journal. Yeah. You know, and that's why we're like, well, it's a journal and a study guide. We got a lot more going on in here than just the, por- the parts where you're journaling your, your questions or your Lexio Divina. And to be honest, Vanessa, I was, I like poo pooed journaling at the beginning too. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to do this. I have made it part of my daily routine for the last probably seven years of, of my morning prayer. Wow. And I absolutely love it. I think it's really important that you we do that. It's kind of funny because as I'm doing it, you know, you, you just kind of have this flow of consciousness, whatever you're just writing, what's coming to you in prayer or whatever. And then there are times I go back and I'm like, I wrote that? Oh, my goodness. You know, I'm like, yeah. Wow. I'm going to use that in something. I mean, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty insightful. Um, but it, it, it also kind of gets you, it relaxes you and calms you down, you know, kind of takes you into yourself and sure. out of all the worldly things around you. <clears throat> Another thing we have in the journal, which I, I do love, we do this in all our journals, is we have, um, there's pictures for coloring. And it's really funny because women will show me, you know, their, their, it's almost like we have a coloring contest. They'll show me what they colored, you know, and I'm like, that's gorgeous. And then they'll tell me, I was so at peace doing that. I was so yeah. prayerful doing that. Yeah. And so I think even, even going to your last guest who spoke about all the stuff around us in the world, and I, Teresa's, I think, first book, Noise, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to have something where you can just step back from the chaos and enter into the beauty and, and yeah. get into the Word of God and get into the good teachings of the faith and do it in a way that is joyful and fun. I mean, I have to tell you this book, Everything's Coming Up Rosie, Teresa's book, I I chuckle through the whole thing. I, I do. I mean, it's so <laughs> it's so good, but uh-huh. I'm laughing through. I mean, there's so, so much of it where you can just hear Rosie's voice. Yeah, she's so Teresa's funny. Oh, my gosh. Teresa imitating her mom is hysterical. I mean, it, she's, it, yeah. She's funny. And it's perfect. And you know what else I like about it is the honesty in the book where, yes. you know, it's like everything's coming up rosy. And that was just because she's like, I'm, you know, I would say to her, you're turning into your mother or, De- or Dom, Deacon Dom would tell her the same thing. 
or I'm sure many people did. And yet she's so honest where she's like, mm-hmm. you know, my, mom and I didn't have this great hold hands, skip down the street relationship all the time. Yeah. And she goes through that, those, you know, those ups and downs and peaks and valleys and, and the beauty of, of, you know, the Lord working through all of it. And I think there's so many of us with our relationships, whether it's with your mother or with your children or, you know, your sister, we have these peaks and valleys. But to do it in such a way where the love and the humor comes out is great. Mm-hmm. So I, as I'm reading this book, I'm always chuckling. That's why I think this book club is going to be so much fun. I think we're just going to yeah. have, you know, a, a, just a great time really getting into like I said, it's it's great teachings of the church. It's practical mm-hmm. wisdom, you know. And it, and I love that she even the chapters are you know off it up, you know, and, you know off it up to God and put it at the foot of the cross, you know. Yeah, she's a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it, so, Kelly Walquist. Thank you. We ran out of time. Thank you so much. Give out the website again to sign up. We got to let you go. Sure, CatholicVineyard.com. Thank you, Kathy Walquist, Kelly Walquist. Being on, she'll be on with me on Epiphany today at twelve noon Eastern time. Pleasure filling in for Teresa. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. You've been listening to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. Catholic Connection is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Andrew Kruchek. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. That's A-V-E MariaRadio.net. Thanks for listening and join us next time for another edition of Catholic Connection.